0: Hey, Tyler Shields here, pastor of Rockhouse Baptist Church. I want to personally thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that the message inspires you, encourages you, challenges you to be the person that God desires you to be. And be sure to check us out online at rockhousebaptist.org where you can find out more about how to connect, grow, and go. And now, today's message. Know about you, but I'm already kind of filled with joy after the music that we had. Uh, That was pretty intense. And then follow that up by Pam's testimony. Um, We've been on this uh, journey that Paul has in the book of Philippians uh, and just about some of the joy that Paul's had. And I kind of want to step back for a second and and look to see where we've come from. Um, The first thing we saw is how the Philippian church, the news of the Philippian church, was bringing. Paul joy while he was in jail um the the work that the church was doing um was making him excited you know he'd been there in Philippi with them and he was teaching them and he got the word they actually sent word and a gift to him um from a pap uh, with Epaphroditus and that brought him joy um for Paul to hear what's going on with the church so I kind of wanted us to back up and look at what's going on at our church and see if it brings you guys any joy um Yesterday we got to do the one-year celebration at the uh, pavilion and hear some testimonies and and let some other people hear about celebrate recovery and what's going on with that and I wanted to share with you on Thursday night we actually had four different lessons going on at one time for celebrate recovery and I wasn't even here so that was pretty awesome i I'm, that kind of brings me joy. I got to asking about. uh, I got to walking through the community and talking about um, the festival, and about just about everybody I talked to was worn out from the festival. Um, Not just you guys here that was serving, but just people in the community that went to the festival. Everyone was worn out this week from the Mary Breckenridge Festival. But you guys earned twenty one hundred dollars towards the debt to knock that out. So that's another big thing. Um, That should bring us joy. And uh, I think the bulletin says that we're at like 58,000 left. So we've knocked out 8,000 in a short amount of time. This summer, 25 people so far have walked through the waters of baptism. So that's, you know, something that should bring joy. I don't think there's too many other churches out there doing that. And I'm still stuck on VBS this summer. Over 100 kids each night for VBS just kind of blows my mind. And that, that brings me joy. We uh, saw how um, Paul found joy in his trials. You know, there's a lot of us going through some trials. Uh, there's people going through sickness. There's people going through just junk at home. Um, Brian keeps telling me about how those little kids are keeping him on his toes, and he's trying to figure out how to get into a routine, but it's just not working out. It's, but Paul shows us that even when we want to be sharing the gospel but we're in chains. He can still have joy by letting those others, just the, just the close ones around him, hear about the good news of, of Jesus. Then he called us to, to walk in a manner that was worthy. I had a pastor friend, he, Pastor Mike, uh, at New Hope Church in Hazard. He used to always say that you might be the only Bible that anybody ever reads. So we need to walk in a manner that's worthy. And then Paul reminded us, finally, the last couple things we heard is, we need to have the humility of Christ, and and that's one of the things that I've been really struggling with, how to humble myself and and forgive others, is I've been forgiven, and things like that. That's probably the toughest thing that I've had to work on. But today, we're going to look at how servanthood brings joy. So if you guys would, we're going to go to Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 through 30, I think. We got them up there if you don't have your Bibles. So here we go. Let's dig in. Now I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you so, to you soon, so that I also may be encouraged when I hear news about you. For I have no one else like-minded who would genuinely care about your interests. All seek their own interests and not those of Jesus Christ. But you know his proven character, because he has served with me in the gospel ministry, like a son with a father. Therefore, I hope to send him as soon as I see him, see how things go with me. I am convinced that in the Lord that I myself will also come quickly. But I considered it necessary to send you Aphroditus, my brother, co-worker, fellow soldier, as well as your messenger in ministry to my need. Since he has been longing for all of you and was distressed because you heard that he was sick, indeed he was so sick that he nearly died. However, God had mercy on him, and not only him, but also on me, so that I would not have one grief on top of another. For this reason, I am very eager to send him, so that you may rejoice when you see him again, and I may be less anxious. Therefore, welcome him in the Lord with all joy, and hold men like him in honor, because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up what was lacking in your ministry. To me. A lot of people probably skip over these verses, and they tend to think, you know, what's this going on? He's talking about, Paul's talking about sending them uh, Timothy and Aphroditus, and Timothy kind of gets held up, so they go back to Aphroditus, and uh, but the thing is, I, I wanted to point out is how servanthood brings joy, Servanthood brings joy. And, and just the messenger and, and relaying it and, and sending people out. And really, um, the message, like Kristen was saying, is go out and send the light. Tell other people how to, about Christ. And here Paul is, is getting ready to send them back. But I wanted to look at, the, my first point is that servants bring joy when they go. When I was at Twin Rocks um, Bible Camp, when we was ministering out there, there, it was, It would get tough, would get discouraged, kind of get out there mowing all these weeds and picking up all this brush and planning for camp and just doing everything that comes along with camp that's not really interesting, you know. Um, I thought something different was going to be with camp ministry. I thought it was going to be, you know, ministering to 100 kids like we got to do this. But sometimes we was looking around, there was no kids, but there was so much weeds to cut, and <laughs> I just got... I just got tired sometimes and, and aggravated and things like that, but one of the cool things was is there was a, a ministry out in Pennsylvania, and they came and sent workers to our camp to encourage us and, and lift us up, and thank God there was people willing to go and come to our little place in Viper, Kentucky to, to serve and to uh, kind of encourage us and lift us up and, and just ask what we needed. And one day, I was walking down the path, and I was upset, probably discouraged, and and just uh, hot, it was sweaty, and just, it gets hot around here. And this, this pastor, Pastor Dave Keener from Pennsylvania, he come up to me, and I'll never forget it. He said, Dan, what can I help you with? And I said, I'm not sure. Uh, let's go double check with Pastor Mike real quick. We'll, we'll see what he needs. And he stopped me, and he said, no, I, I already know what Pastor Mike needs. I'm coming to ask, I'm asking what you need. And he goes, we're here to serve you. And it just blew me away. I just had such a, I stopped right in my tracks. And was like, all of a sudden, this guy's here to encourage me because we're doing the the Lord's work. So I I like that. The first thing we see is when servants go, they bring us joy. If you've been here at Rock House uh, any length of time, you know the message is to go. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them, and teaching them the one thing I think a lot of people forget, to obey, teaching them to obey. Our job is to go. One thing I wish we could get back, uh, maybe after today we will, we used to have a big map that showed uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, and the mission trip that's going on. It was was on the back wall, and when I first came here to Rock House, I was like, man, I really want to go to Sao Paulo, um, today, Pastor Tyler, he's, uh, he's out. He went to serve with the troops uh, this week. Um, we have another uh, family that's out away from the church today that's going. Um, Tom and Ann are out in Harlan this morning at Cold Iron Mission serving at that church. And uh, Rock House does a good job at going. But I challenge you, if you're not really going and doing anything and sending that light, um, I challenge you to, to go out there. and And it's going to bring people joy when they hear that, you got the gospel, that good news. My second point this morning is that servants bring joy when they put others first. Paul said, for I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interest and all seek their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. Isn't that the message that would be so powerful today? Um, If Washington could hear that uh, we would like to seek the... um, the care of, of Jesus Christ and how that would impact our... And I don't know if you noticed, but I think that is happening a little bit in, in Washington. There's some people trying to get... We got that pastor home this week, and we're trying to get that message. But there's so many people out there with their own interests um, at play and stuff like that. And, and then I like to bring it home. What about our community? You know, what about our street? If we, we think about the interests of others instead of our own... We recently just moved uh, down the road here in Rock House. And uh, we moved in, and there wasn't really, the, the electricity wasn't hooked up yet. So, it, again, it was just hot. It's hot here in, in Kentucky. I didn't really mean for that to come through, but it, it, it was just hot. And uh, we're, we're sitting there, and we had to do some cleaning and some painting, and we're getting ready to go. And all of a sudden, there was a knock on the door. And one of the, the brothers from church came in, and he said, uh, you know, after he kind of looked to see what we were doing, asking what we needed, he said, uh, I've been meaning to go buy a box fan. I'm going to go get a fan and, and bring it back to you. And uh, that really did bring joy to me to have that fan, <laughs> that fan going because it, it was hot. <laughs> While he ran down to the Dollar General or wherever he went, there was another knock on the door, somebody else from church. And uh, I didn't even know they had known anything about us moving. Um, and they knocked on the door and said, we've been really thinking about you and praying about you guys. Uh, and there was a fresh pan, like big pan, of oatmeal raisin cookies, just still warm, that that, that brought joy. You know, somebody else was, was they put somebody else first. They traveled and, and they come and they brought those uh, those cookies. And, buddy, it, it, it was warm and they was hot. So that was good. <laughs> The next day, another person from church came in, and they had a, a, a lawnmower in their truck and a weed eater, and the lawnmower wasn't quite stout enough. We had another lawnmower we had to get, but uh, that guy packed countless numbers of bags over to the hill of, of grass clippings. Just uh, I couldn't get the trash bags out of his hand. He was carrying them so hard, and, and he was hot. I mean, I was like... But when we help serve others, when we put others first, that that brings joy to those that that you come and and you come and help out. Um, My third point is that servants bring joy when they sacrifice. See, we read that, we heard Paul tell us that Epaphroditus, he almost died. Um, we're not real clear exactly what the death come, I mean, what his uh, illness come from, whether it was from him traveling and and some of the things that he might have uh, encountered on the road or if he got sick uh, as he visited Paul. But it brought good news to the Philippians that Epaphroditus, he hadn't died. He he, he had made it, and uh, Paul was getting ready to send him back. But, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes involved in in our salvation, ultimately, Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice on that cross, but when you decide to serve somebody else, it's a sacrifice. You have to deny yourself and go and choose to serve somebody else. Uh, sometimes that's, uh, that's hard to do. They say that uh, from Philippi to Rome, it's about seven. There's a few different routes you could take, about 700 to 1,200 miles journey Epaphroditus took from Philippi to, to Rome. And I'm from Maine. I don't know if you guys knew that part. Um, some of you, most of you do, but that would be like from walking from here to Maine. And I think the Appalachian Trail goes straight from here to Maine anyway, so that would be a pretty intense. That would be uh, uh, dangerous to go from here to there, especially about this time of the year, 700. It's, it's rough enough just riding one day in the car. I mean, when you get there, all you want to do is sleep. You're just destroyed. Uh, I might as well plug this in. It was probably hot on Bafford Island. <laughs> but he probably encountered, he could have possibly encountered vandals, um, the weather, um, being out in the desert. And, but thank God that people sacrifice for the cross. And uh, James, Brother James hooked us up with this uh, curriculum that he goes around to the schools to try to get kids to come over to Camp Nathaniel. And uh, I was looking at our curriculum that we had, and I, I was, it wasn't really working with the amount of kids that we've had come in. And, and James uh, showed me some lessons. I was like, yeah, this would be cool. And then in the end, the kids get to go to camp. So hopefully, if you've got kids, be asking about that, memorize their, memorize their verses, and they can go to Camp Nathaniel. And uh, there's a lot of people that's been sacrificing to get these kids to come to camp, and Camp Nathaniel's a, a really nice place. So we've been working with the kids. We started this new lesson and Wednesday night was about the Bible. So I don't know. How many of you guys, show of hands, know who William Tyndale is? There, some of you this morning heard. But barely anybody raised their hands. And Brian only knows because he taught the lesson Wednesday. 30 years, 30 years to learn that William Tyndale, he was the one that translated the Bible from um, Greek to English. His was, his was the first translation. So um, we taught that this Wednesday. That's what the kind of things that the kids get to know is is that the Bible is the word of God and that men created it. And God breathed in the men and had them write down what he wanted. But these men that wrote it down, they've encountered a lot of things. And the Bible, if you want to to have something to to believe in, if you want concrete evidence about how uh, Christianity and what we're talking about is real, study about all the the things that's happened to the Bible along the way. Um, But anyways, we did go into this, went into how Tyndale was the first person to translate um, the Greek to English. Um, And he wanted to get permission from the Bishop of London. He wanted permission to do this. That way he could have, you know, more resources available to him. But he was denied and was told that his work wouldn't be taken too kindly. So basically they were saying, no, we're not going to do this. Um, So Tyndale traveled till he found uh, the Lutheran City of Worms, where he translated the first English uh, Bible. Um, And then they began smuggling it back to England, okay? And this is where we stopped telling the kids. This is the part where the kid, it goes from G to, like, R. Um, So we didn't tell this to the kids. I I just want you guys to know, if your kids are in here, um, maybe plug their ears for a second, but... um, King Henry VIII ended up labeling the New Testament the Testament of the Antichrist. It was, really, was really against this translation. Uh, Tyndale stayed on the run, but the authorities finally came up, uh, caught up with him. And on Friday, October 6, 1536, after local officials took their seats, Tyndale was brought in to the cross in the middle of town square and given a chance to recant. Basically said, yes, this is fake. Uh, I don't want to talk about this and everything. And, and admit that he was the Antichrist. was basically what they wanted. But here was Tyndale's response. He prayed, Lord, open the king of England's eyes. In the next few moments, they ended up burning Tyndale at the stake. So our Bibles, I left mine over there. Our Bible has went through... A lot of sacrifice that people have lost their lives. And one of my other pastors used to say this great thing. He used to say, if, if the Bible story is not real, don't you think one of those disciples, don't you think William Tyndale, thousands of years later, hundreds of years later, would have said, just kidding, while they're standing at the cross? They didn't. They said, open the eyes of the King Lord. Ultimately, servants... Bring joy to God. You know, when we serve, I talked about how excited and how much joy it gave me when, when people came to help serve the camp. And, and actually, I get a lot of joy of going and helping others as well. I kind of focused that on me a little bit this morning, kind of by accident. But sometimes it's nice to go and, and meet somebody else. Yesterday, last night, I was in a big hurry, and I'm driving down the road, and here's a person with their hood up. And I'm like, oh, Lord, uh, crap. I turned around to go check on her, and uh, the battery was dead. That was all it was. Oh, That's an easy fix. We can jumpstart this and get it going. But it brought that person joy right in that moment that someone pulled over and thought. But ultimately, servanthood brings joy to God. And Paul urged the Romans, he said, to present their bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. You know, we could bring joy to other people, but how much better would it be to bring joy to God the Father who, who saved us, who sent Jesus to come and die on that cross, and he actually prepared a good, for work, a good work for us to do in advance, and that's going to bring him joy. You know, and a lot of you guys are, are fathers and, and parents, and how much joy does it come when your child obeys you and does the things that you know that's good for them and you want to see, but then how much grief comes to you when they do the wrong thing? This morning, I encourage you that your servanthood is going to bring more joy than just to the people around you. It's going to please God in heaven. So this morning, I ask you guys, kind of encourage you, what are we going to do with this message? I hope that you guys go, send the light, um, tell people about that gospel light, that good news, so that they can be happy, that joy can come into their life, that they can be saved, and they can know that through their trials, through their tribulations, they can... They have a better home and then when that moment comes and they perish, um, Pam told us about her husband. She had no idea, never would have fathomed probably that morning that he was going to leave and that was going to be his last day. You know, I didn't know, did you say 29 years old or something? 29 years old. We don't know how much time we have left. We, we, we go on and we think and we make all these plans. We, we want to have good retirement. We want to have a good 401k system. We want to have life insurance. We want to go through the Dave Ramsey class and do all the things Ramsey says so that we can have an abundant life. But you don't know you have that chance as you go out there this morning. So the other thing is, I ask for you guys to look to put somebody first. Go put somebody first this, this morning. Um, would you consider making a sacrifice it, it takes sacrifice just to turn around. It's an easy little thing. We're not, our life's not threatened. Nobody's uh, threatening us this morning if we uh, go share the gospel. But make a little sacrifice. Take some time out of your day this week to go and, and send that light. Share, share the good news. But this morning, servanthood, it brings joy to others. So let's pray. Father God, Lord, we... We love you, Father, that you made the ultimate sacrifice, Lord, that, that brings joy to our hearts, Father, that all those who accepted you as, as Lord and Savior. It brings joy, Father, to know that you prepared a good work for us to go out and do, that we can go on trips like Sao Paulo, or we can go to the homeless shelter and tell other people and just see the joy in their eyes, Father, when, when they see that food that we bring and they look up and, and see that somebody cares. But ultimately, God, you cared most. And we we give you the thanks, Lord, the praise and the glory. And Father, we ask, Lord, that this morning, this service was pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we get too far in the song, today there's some of you guys here, if you would stand. Today, there's a few of you that have been pleasing God right to the fullest. It's almost like ESPN. Is that a thing anymore? I don't watch TV. On ESPN, we got the highlight reel over and over. So-and-so, slam Duncan times 10. Year after year, the best, the best shots. And that's what I think. It's like God in heaven. He's sitting there and he's like, look at that. 100 kids for VBS. 25 baptized. They're getting ready to build a bigger church. They're going down to Sao Paulo. Some of you are bringing pleasure to God. But some here today, I I want to be real with you. You've denied that ultimate sacrifice on the cross. You haven't accepted Jesus as your savior. So this morning, if you wanted to bring Pleasure to God the Father, would you come and accept His free gift that He's poured out on that cross? Ultimately, this room's going to erupt in joy. Heaven is going to erupt in joy. And it's going to bring joy to your life. Would you think about it? Thanks again for tuning in today. And remember, the greatest decision that you could ever make is to place your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation and begin a personal relationship with him again thanks for listening god bless